Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We're your hosts, James and Anthony. This episode is movie news number 55, where we talk about all the news in film and TV over the last week. All right, movie friends, let's get into the news. It was an excellent box office weekend for film in general, and it is show- this summer is showing that the cinema is back. Theaters are thriving at the moment. We have a lot of huge grossing films going before, at be- the same time. Before this week's, this, week's ends, this weekend's box office, last weekend, great statistic. Mm-hmm. For the first time since 2017, four movies grossed. Over $20 million, million at the box office at the same time. Excellent. So that's a huge number. And Top Gun and Elvis both nearly tied for the number one spot with $30 million. One had 30.5, one had 30 even. So the two top movies both had great performing weekends. And this weekend, we have a huge new release in as Despicable Me, uh, Minions 3 has been released this weekend, and it just took off with a $109 million opening weekend. And when you uh, throw in Monday for the long weekend, it's going to be about $130 million for the four-day weekend, which is excellent. Top Gun Maverick is back in second place with $27 million in, what, its seventh week in theaters. It's just still rolling. It only dropped 9% from last weekend. And, and it, it now, beat Elvis. It beat Elvis, <laughs> yeah. Although Elvis beat it last week by f- $0.5 million. Uh, also, Top Gun Maverick has reached 572 million domestic, which beats the Dark Knight's domestic total. And also, the film grossed uh, has reached the one billion dollar mark. It's now the 49th film to join the billion dollar club of all time. Elvis had a great second weekend. Like I said, it made 30 million last weekend, and it had an 18 million dollar showing this weekend, which is very good for your second movie for your second weekend. It dropped um, only 45 percent. Excellent performance. It's at 72 million total domestic. Very good job by Elvis. And we saw the film. We have a review coming out this week for it. And also Jurassic Park Dominion brought in $16 million at fourth place this weekend. It has now reached 375 domestic. It's going to top out at about 400 million domestic at the most. And it will top out internationally at close to a billion. It does not look like it has the legs to hit a billion though. And also, let's talk about the Black Phone, which on a budget of $16 it's up to $52 million box office, which is awesome. It was released June 24th, so it's the second weekend. Black Phone's not in the top four, but it is still making money, which is incredible news for an independent horror film. So glad they released this in June and July versus its original release date in February, where it probably would have died a little bit and wouldn't have had the steam. And, you know, I think that the studio was like, Ethan Hawks and Moon Knight, and let's see how <laughs> oh, no, no. let's piggyback on yeah, that yeah, and yeah, get everyone excited yeah, about. I'm, I'm sure, but I also d- it's a good movie. Yeah, I doubt yeah. a lot of like the the Marvel MCU kids went to go see the Black Phone, but I thought it was awesome. Yeah. We have a review coming out of that as well. It was just perfect timing. There were some rated R releases in February, but this weekend and last weekend, it's the only R-rated film out in the movie theaters. So it was just excellent timing in terms of. Hitting that audience that wants horror movies in that R-rated crowd. All the other films on this list are PG or PG-13. Now, we're doing a special giveaway contest in this episode for a Stranger Things 
Poster, which is going to be sponsored by our great friends at MoviePosters.com. What you got to do to enter this contest is just go on our Instagram account. There will be a post to enter the Stranger Things poster contest, the giveaway. All you got to do is leave a comment and follow us on Instagram. Leave a comment on the giveaway post, not on another post. Find the giveaway post. It'll be at the top of the feed. That's where you leave your comment. And also, you have to be following us on Instagram. And we will choose a winner in about 48 hours, a couple days' time. Give everyone time to submit their uh names into the contest and then we'll give away a Stranger Things poster courtesy of MoviePosters.com If you don't win, just use our coupon code Raiders10 to get 10% off their website today Good luck everyone Okay, moving on to the news Stranger Things 4, I'm sure everyone watched it, but it broke Netflix streaming records, so um, Netflix, the app actually crashed once season 4 of volume 2 premiered and In the middle of the night In the middle of the night, it was like at midnight and the the series uh, gained a staggering 286 million hours watched just in the weekend, which is the biggest number of hours watched for any period for Netflix. Yes, Squid Game is still number one, but it gathered its millions and millions of hours over weeks and weeks and weeks. This is just the three-day weekend that Stranger Things picked up all of these hours of views. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it's, and we had a great time watching it. We just posted our review on Friday, so if you haven't checked that out, take a look at James and mine reaction to the series finale. It's a good 40-minute episode. We yeah, dissected it really well. Pretty good for yeah. a quick immediate reaction. You did a pretty yeah. good job. I wish there were some other points I brought up, but we'll save it for another time. Um, Taron Egerton confirms that he met with Marvel Hints at a Wolverine casting. We don't know if this is going to be legit or not, but, you know, so he was asked about it, and he kind of just, like, smiled, and he's like, yeah, I met with Marvel and Kevin Feige about this, and, you know, we don't know what's going to well, happen. He, yeah, but he didn't say specifically Wolverine. He said, I, I, we he talked said, about so something. He, he, he said got that, asked about yeah, Wolverine, He got right? asked about Wolverine, and he slyly just smiled and said, hey, whatever comes my way, I'll I'll be happy to. So I think he's a, he would be a great choice for Wolverine. I'm looking forward to Wolverine getting into the MCU mix Obviously, no one will ever... I, I think that Hugh Jackman, obviously, was the perfect embodiment of the character, but I'm really looking forward to the next iteration of the character by a new actor. Uh, they have big shoes to fill, whoever it is, but I think Taron Egerton would be an excellent choice for Logan. Yeah, if he can get big enough, that'd be great because he's more of like a comic book accurate look in terms of like his height. So, mm-hmm. But I don't really care about the Wolverine's height, but yeah. you could say for comic book fans that want like visually a great portrayal of a character, a shorter person, shorter stocky person fits the vibe yeah. and the aesthetic of what Wolverine and Logan's like in the comics. Hugh is quite tall. Yeah, <laughs> He's like 6'2". <laughs> That's why like him getting that ripped and jacked is even, even more even impressive. more impressive. It's like, crazy. Yeah, that, especially at his age. All right, next yeah, up. Yeah, all that chicken and broccoli, <laughs> Yeah, right? chicken and broccoli. <laughs> Denzel Washington news. Uh, the, fam- the acclaimed actor is going to be awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom um, this year. Uh, he's one of 17 honorees to re- receive the medal this year. I think it's just really fantastic and fabulous. He's one of the greatest artists in American history, and to see him get this award, uh, it's just really terrific. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, Biden pinning it on him. I think it's going to be just a great moment, and I can't wait to just uh, hopefully he'll give a speech, uh, and it's just an amazing recognition of an amazing American. For sure. The Boys Season 4 starts filming, I believe, in August, revealed by Carl Urban, so we can get excited for another season of the show. Obviously, this season has not wrapped up yet. It wraps up on July 8th, so we're very excited to finish the show once it the finale airs. We'll be doing an episode on it mid-July, so get stoked for that. But the boys are coming back. Oi! Oi! 
I don't want to see the, say the C word. <laughs> you have to cut it out. They don't say it that often in the show. He says it. <laughs> Not as much as he used to. Like season First one. season, yeah. He said I mean, it season a ton. Said you're, a right, you're right. He, they toned it down. They toned down the C word. Next up, Michael Douglas will be playing Benjamin Franklin in an upcoming biopic on Apple TV. It will be a miniseries detailing the latter years of the iconic American's life. They've released one image so far of Michael Douglas as the character, and he looks pretty great in the costume. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to see a Benjamin Franklin movie. It's like guy. about time. Yeah, there's been obviously documentaries and stuff, but like to get like a he was a, in the uh, he had a significant role in the Sam, Samuel Adams show where that Paul Giamatti started. Yeah, but I'm talking like John Adams a I mean, movie. Yeah, just about Benjamin Franklin because such an interesting, fascinating guy who yeah. still has his hand his fingerprints is on the world today in America, especially. So it's really interesting. daylight savings, <laughs> <laughs> which just got ended. They're not doing it anymore. They're not anymore. Not in America. Oh really? Yeah. Finally, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Daylight savings is for. They started it because the sun set so early and they had no light to illuminate themselves inside of homes. And so they started daylight savings. They had electricity, but not not a lot. No, not back in the day. They were using candlelight. They had electricity. No. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Candles. They had, when, hold on. Benjamin Franklin did not have electricity. They had lights, right? Hold on. The, were the kite with the lightning. They discovered they they discovered electricity. Seventeen seventies. <laughs> let's let's check this out. Early eighteen hundreds, I believe. Timeline of lighting technology. Let's hear 1786 it. lamps, gas lighting, 1796. All right. Um, yeah. Electric ben- light bulb, 1800s. All right. Yeah, 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 1800s. Right, right, right. yeah. So in your face. <laughs> you win. Uh, Thor 11 Thunder. Jim looks like an idiot right now. <laughs> Thor 11 Thunder. Christian Bale. They had iPhones back then, right? <laughs> what, what kind of adapters in the walls for charge did they have? Did they have the European adapter or was it the American? Was it USB 2.0? Was it the Italian th- two holes for, for chargers? <laughs> Thor 11 Thunder. little snippet. Uh, Christian Bale reveals that scenes he had with Jeff Goldblum and Peter Dinklage were cut from the film. So... Curious to see what those interactions would have been like, and we will be seeing this this week, and review will be hop- dropping uh, mid-July as well. Yeah, and this maybe shows that Jeff Goldblum's character might not even be in the film at all then. Maybe. It, yeah. This is just scenes cut with Christian Bale. And, he might have some scenes with Thor. Yeah, true. I wonder who Peter Dinklage would have been playing, if he's still playing a character I, I, in the this, film. That's what I mean. It's just Christian Bale's yeah. scenes. Man, how can you cut Christian Bale scenes? I mean, you got a, a runtime. It's Christian Bale, though. I know. Yeah. They probably didn't fit the mood of the film. Yeah, they didn't fit the movie. Because it seems like they ultimately went for a, like a high comedy style of, or tone of the movie. Yeah, they've, I've, I've been, been reading, reading reactions I've heard yeah. as people say this is a com- comedy movie. Like a rom-com even. Yeah. Okay, we have some James Bond news. They are already developing the next James Bond, although don't expect to get a casting announcement anytime soon or a film announcement. Uh, Barbara Broccoli, who is the uh, franchise producer and co-owner of the property, has said that they're looking to reinvent the character for this new age. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Daniel Craig's was a reinvention as well. That was a new yeah, kind of bond. Calm down. Yeah, I think, I think the word reinvention, maybe people are panicking. But, I, I mean, things. the world's always changing, especially it's been since the first Craig one. It's been 16, 17 years. So that was a reinvention of the character. I'm totally up for a new reinvention. I think by reinvention, they mean younger. Yeah. That's my guess. I honestly, I mean, I don't know if I want to bond in his 20s, but maybe maybe that's what they're going for. Uh, we'll see. Because Henry Cavill's not in his 20s. So and, I mean, Christopher Nolan said that if he ever did a Bond movie, it would be a, re- would be a reinvention of the character. That's why he would sign I on. have my so, fingers crossed that's his saying, next project. I mean, it seems like timeline-wise, the guy comes out of the movie every two years. Yeah. And so... He's 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 a massive Bond fan. He, 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 there are Bond fingerprints in all of his movies in some way. So many fingerprints. So- <laughs> 
<laughs> like Bond's fingerprints are, are all, all over. over Inception and Tenet. Dark Knight. He turned Batman into so Bond much, Man. So much Bond <laughs> suits everything. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm. I mean, everyone's just salivating, waiting for them to announce who the Bond is. But they're not going to start filming for a couple of years. So. Uh, be patient, and I'm sure we'll have some great news to show by the end of the year. So Disney's, you know, <laughs> being more Disney, they have a new $5,000 Star Wars cocktail that gets you this crazy drink, Star Wars-themed drink served inside the Hyperspace Lounge at the Disney Wish cruise ship, and it comes, it's called, it, it's the Kyber Crystal. Yeah, and so it's a, and it's, it's like inside this like contraption that you like push a button on the top and yeah. it opens up. It's really cool, but like, and you get to take it home. You get to take that home. Yeah. So it's five thousand dollars to take home a contraption <laughs> that has doors that open. I think it's more of because five thousand dollars is a lot. I think it's more. It's going to be seen as a collector's item more than just like something you get at a restaurant. I mean, still, but who's who's so, ordered? I mean, you got to have some some real wealth to. They wonder why the hotels didn't work out. The, the six thousand dollars stays. What do you mean <laughs> for two nights? You wouldn't stay for six thousand dollars two nights? Come on, man. I went to Europe for three weeks for less than that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so kid. I'll, I'll choose Europe. So I, I love mean, Star Wars, but two days. I mean, $5,000 for a drink is a bit excessive. Plus, yeah. you get the collectible. It's really cool. I think it's it's a collector's item that people are going to be feverish for. I mean, if anything. you post that on your Instagram, I guess that's really cool. Com- that's some baller status right there. So, corporations going to cooperate. <laughs> we got some great new trailers this week. What, my favorite trailer of the week, there's this new film called See How They Run, which is a murder mystery comedy with Sir Ronan, Sam Rockwell, and an eclectic cast. Them two are the leads, and it looks like just a lot of fun. I love murder mystery movies. Movies. We, it seems like now we're getting one every year ever since Knives Out was such a big hit. And uh, also, um, uh, Hercule Perot's films by Kenneth Branagh have been really success, success, successful. Midnight, uh, murder on the Orient Express and then Death on the Nile. So a lot of great murder mysteries coming out. This seems like no exception. Adrian Brody plays the victim of murder in this and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun told in a lot of series of flashbacks. And Sersha and Rockwell, they look like they have excellent chemistry together. Next up, we had a little tease of <laughs> Hocus Pocus 2. We're back, witches. Yes. Witches. Spooky season. Yes, witch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is going to start Betty Midler, Sarah Jessica Bette Parker. Midler. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker. That's what <laughs> I said. Midler. That's what I said. <laughs> Kathy, Najame, and get your, get your hats ready, girls. <laughs> Spooky season. Yes. Yes. Next up, uh, the Russo brothers have announced their next film project. So after The Gray Man, their next film will be called The Electric State. It's another Netflix movie. They've signed a four-picture Netflix deal. So their next two films after this one will also be Netflix movies. Millie Bobby Brown is leading this film, and she's going to star as a runaway teenage girl who travels to an alternate reality, 1997, with her robot searching for her missing brother. And this will also co-star Chris Pratt. Excellent. So I'm assuming he's going to be the missing brother. Oh, awesome. And then Christian Bale. This is, I guess this is kind of news everyone's talking about where he he said he's open to returning to Batman if Christopher Nolan has a story and a script that Christopher Nolan wants to do. I think this is just one of those stories that everyone's just like, Nolan got, I mean, I'm sure Christian Bale gets gets asked this all the time, I'm sure, whenever he's on a red carpet. And everyone obviously uses this as a headline for a story. I I think it's a complete non-story. I don't think Nolan's going to make another Batman movie. I think he's done. Uh, but still, you know, it's still cool to no, see that Christian's I, open to it. It's a story. I think it is a story because it, it shows that he's not going to be in the Flash and he's probably not going to be in the DC 
um, universes. Oh, I already knew that. I know, but just yeah. to see him confirm it, yeah. you know. And he's a guy who's like he didn't even know what the MCU was. I saw an yeah. interview for Thor where he's someone's like, "How does it feel to join the MCU?" He's like, "Yeah, I was filming it," and people were like, "Now you're in the MCU." I was like, "What the hell is the MCU?" <laughs> this guy is just like is living in his own bubble. He doesn't watch a lot of movies, terrific. but yeah. I think the Batman thing. It's just like it's it's a, yeah. it's it's a headline, but yeah. it's not really. I real. honestly don't want to see his Batman show. Up. I don't. I don't want to. I, I think his it's Batman. just it's complete. I think Michael Keaton's is going to be fun. Yeah. Ben Affleck will be fun. Yeah, it'll be great to see Ben back. It'll just feel weird if Christians is in there because that's a totally separate universe. Yeah. It'd be the same thing if like Pattinson's Batman came and I'd be like, this doesn't work. That's yeah. not what I want with Batman. Although everyone's Pattinson. head just would explode if they it would. was it was like no way home kind of situation. <laughs> Personally though, just keep keep Pattinson in his universe for now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Next up, Dakota Johnson's doing press for Cha Cha Real Smooth, and she revealed that while she was making Fifty Shades of Grey. It was a terrible working experience with the writer of the books who had a lot of say in terms of the production and the writing of the script. And she said that she and the directors were constantly fighting with the writer of the books over dialogue and story points. And she said it was actually a horrible filming experience, especially the first one. It was her first major role. She was young, and she said it was basically mayhem on set, constantly fighting with the writer of the books. And so it's interesting to see um, – because when actors do press, they never they can never like bash the movie they just starred in when they're doing press. And so I like how when actors talk about movies like ten, seven, five years ago, three, they, three, two, <laughs> and they can be more honest about the filming and production and what they really think about the film, their thoughts on the films in the past. And so I I love when we get nuggets of this about interesting moments where you know a film that. You know, the actor said it was amazing experience when they're doing press because they have to. And then you hear the real juicy details after later. they become one of the biggest stars in the yeah. world. And Dakota yeah. Johnson's like, I'm, I can, I'm, yeah, my I can say it's okay. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife will get its sequel in Christmas 2023. That's a big deal. Get, get ready for that. So that's not too far away. Yeah. I mean, just a, a year and a half away. Very excited for that because we were fans of the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Very solid soft reboot. And that's actually – that's a big indicator that the studio thinks it will do really well. I believe it's Universal, correct me if I'm wrong, to re- release it on Christmas. That's like big time. So it looks like they, they expect huge numbers for uh, a sequel to the sequel. Next up, Idris Elba's survivor thriller Beast has gotten an R rating, which I'm happy about. This, we saw the trailer in theaters last week, and it looks excellent. Scary, awesome monster flick with this like terrifying lion that seems to be like on rabies or something. Idris looks like he's excellent in the role along with Charlotte Copley as a co-star. We're looking forward to this film, and I'm glad it's rated R because then we can get some gore and gruesome scenes. Ghostbusters is actually Sony. Oh, Sony. So Columbia, Columbia Pictures, mm-hmm. Sony. Um, I almost said Columbiana. Columbia. <laughs> There's always all Donna movie. <laughs> Um, what else we got? You Russell- know that's a, a pseudo sequel to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Leon Leon the professional. professional. Um, Russell Crowe is set to play real life priest in the Pope's Exorcist, so he will be tr- portray the Vatican's chief exorcist, Father Gabriel Amorth. That sounds like an exorcist's name. Father it does, Gabriel Father Amorth. Amorth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up. The monster universe is growing even larger as there's now going to be an Apple Plus TV series uh, with Godzilla and Titan, other Titans involved in the series. This is going to be live action. Um, there's no title for the series, but the cast includes Kiersey Clemens, who was in uh, The Flash, uh, Anna Sawai, and many more young actors. And so it looks like it's going to be a fun monster universe. It seems like they're both tackling copying Disney, copying HBO Max and Warner Brothers. Let's go both film franchises and TV franchises. And final bit of news, Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal are going to star in Pedro 
Almodovar's um, Western film, Strange Way of Life. Filming begins in August. I believe it's only going to have a runtime of about 40, 50 minutes. So I'm curious Sign to, me see, up, bro. to see if it's going to be a box office release or streaming. And it's going to be his basically version of Brokeback Mountain, he said, because he got offered to do Brokeback, but he didn't do it. In really? The so this is going to be like his interpretation of that kind of story. Yeah, Pedro, he's an excellent filmmaker, and he's actually probably one of the most, he's one of the most prolific gay filmmakers in the world. He's a Spanish director. If you don't know his work, check him out. He's been making amazing films since the 90s. He's one of my personal favorite directors. To see him and Ethan Hawke with Pedro Pascal teaming up, what a great trio. I'm looking forward Let's to go. this. Ethan and Pedro better yeah. get the chapstick out. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see them make it out all the entire runtime. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you got to tell a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a story. It's not I guess. that kind of movie, yeah. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what Anthony wants to see. <laughs> NC-17. He's, this, Anthony's been watching too much Taxi Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. Travis Bickle goes to uh, X-rated movies. Oh, okay, I get, yeah. I, get, I get you now. I got you now. All right, that wraps up movie news number 55. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Awesome episodes coming this week. We have fun re- audio reviews of just Black Phone, Elvis, as well as episodes for Jaws will be our 4th of July episode for tomorrow. And then Thursday, we're doing something else. I can't remember. Something cool. Something we're going to do Christopher Nolan's work with time in his movies. Yes, that's right. Yeah, time in Christopher Nolan movies, how he and approaches His obsession that. with it, his yeah. use of it, whether it be storytelling, script writing, or killing his ex-wives. <laughs> killing ex-wives. <laughs> Of characters, then we should do an entire episode of why Christopher Nolan kills all the wives. <laughs> Does he want to? No, I'm just kidding. That's it. That's the end. Of the Watch episode. out, Emma Thomas. That's the end of the, <laughs> end of the episode. Take care, y'all. Thompson, Thompson, Emma Thompson, or Tem- Emma? Yeah, Emma Thompson. Thom- Thomas yeah. is the actress. actress. Yeah. Jeez, Anthony. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.